بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the discussion on the concise admonition by Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala Yesterday we reached the point where Sheikh al-Islam is admonishing the person who asked him for admonition reminding him that there is no better admonition than that of Allah's and his messenger and that is the taqwa the fear of Allah and being beautiful to him he said rahimahullah وَوَصَّى النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ مُعَاذًا لَمَّا بَعَثَهُ إِلَى الْيَمَنِ And the Prophet وسلم, admonished Mu'adh when he sent him to Yemen and he told him فَقَالْ يَا مُعَادٍ وَمُعَادٍ اتَّقِ اللَّهَ حَيْثُ مَا كُنْتْ Fear Allah wherever you may be وَأَتْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ الْحَسَنَةَ تَمْحُهَا And follow the bad deed with a good one and it will clear it out will remove it وَخَالِقِ النَّاسَ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ and have a good character in dealing with people who is Mu'ad? Mu'ad is Mu'ad ibn Jabal, the son of Amr, the son of Aus al-Ansari al-Khazraji from the Khazraj tribe, Abu Abdul Rahman, nicknamed Abu Abdul Rahman, a well-known Sahabi companion from the notable of the companions. He witnessed the battle of Badr and the battles afterwards. And he was the one sought in knowledge and in rulings and in Quran. May Allah be pleased, may Allah be pleased with him. He died in the year eighteen after the Hijrah, after the migration of the Prophet in Asham in greater Syria, in the plague of Amwas, in the plague of Amwas, and he was sent to Al-Yemen in the tenth year after Hijrah, before the Prophet ﷺ made the pilgrimage, as Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah stated, and he continued to stay in Yemen until the time of Abu Bakr. May Allah be pleased with him, where he returned, and then he went to Asham, to greater Syria, 
where he died in that plague Rahimahullah Ta'ala in the year 18 after Hijrah and this hadith which was narrated earlier is reported by Imam Ahmed and Tirmidhi and who said it is Hassan, it is good and others and Shaykh Al-Albani Rahimahullah degraded as Hassan as good as well وَكَانَ شَيْخَ الْإِسْلَامِ now continues in his admonition saying كَانَ مُعَاذْ رضي الله عنه من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بمنزلة علية فإنه قال له يا معاذ والله إني لأحب and Mu'adh rank with the Prophet was the very high one indeed he told him once Ya Mu'adh by Allah I love you and he the Prophet he used to mount Mu'adh behind him on his mount and there are narrations about him, one of them, أنه أعلم الأمة بالحلال والحرام and that Mu'ad is the most knowledgeable of the Ummah in matters pertaining to what is halal, what is lawful, and what is unlawful. And that وأنه يحشر أمام العلماء برتوة أي بخطوة and that he will be gathered one step ahead of the ulama, of the scholars in rank all these narrations are good narrations the first one Ya Mu'adh Wallahi Inni La'uhibbuk when the Prophet told him Ya Mu'adh by Allah I love you This hadith came in Imam Ahmad's Musnad and also narrated by Abu Dawood and Al-Nasai and others and it was authenticated by Al-Hakim and Al-Zahabi and Al-Shaykh Al-Albani also authenticated it Rahimahullah and the text, the full text of this narration is as follows Ya Mu'ad, O Mu'ad, O Mu'ad, Wallahi inni la'uhibbuk I love you O Sika Ya Mu'ad, I admonish you, O Mu'ad, La Tada'anna fi Dubri Kulli Salatin Antakul, don't forget to say after finishing each Salah, at the end of each Salah, to say, invoking Allah, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. O Allah, I ask you to help me to remember you and to be grateful to you and to be perform my worships to you in good ways and as to the narration he was the most knowledgeable amongst the ummah 
regarding halal and haram, lawful and unlawful, this came in Sahih al-Bukhari. Or, I'm sorry, the hadith about that he used to mount him behind him, this came uh, in Sahih al-Bukhari and Muslim from the hadith where Mu'ad reported, Kuntu Radif and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala himar. I was behind the Prophet alayhi salatu wa sallam mounting a donkey. Faqala li, he told me, Ya Mu'ad, O Mu'ad, atadri ma haqqullahi ala al-ibad? Do you know the right of Allah upon his bondsmen? Wa ma haqqul ibadi ala Allah? And what is the right of his bondsmen upon him? I said, Allah wa rasuluhu a'lam. Allah and his messenger know best. He, the Prophet wasallam, then told him, Haqqullahi ala al-ibad, the right of Allah upon his slaves, upon his bondsmen is, Allah yushriku bihi shay'a, that they should not ascribe any partners with him. And, Haqqul ibadi ala Allah, and the right of his bondsmen upon him is, Allah yu'adziba man la yushrika bihi shay'a, that he does not inflict a punishment from the one who does not ascribe partners and those who don't ascribe partners with him subhanahu wa ta'ala in any way he said O Messenger of Allah he said O Messenger of Allah should I not give the tidings the glad tidings to the people he said the Prophet sallallahu don't give them the glad tidings lest they depend and therefore lacks as to the hadith he was most knowledgeable in the ummah or amongst the ummah about what is lawful and what is unlawful then this came reported by Abu Nu'aym and uh, it was authenticated by al-Sheikh al-Albani rahimahullah also the last one وَأَنَّهُ يُحْشَرُ أَمَامَ الْعُلَمَاءِ بِرَتْوَةٍ أي بِخَطْوَةٍ and that he will be gathered one step ahead or one rank ahead of the uh, amongst the scholars uh, this came also by reported by Abu Nu'aym and Sheikh Al-Albani rahimahullah authenticated it then Sheikh Al-Islam rahimahullah continues وَمِنْ فَضْلِهِ and from his merits meaning Mu'ad أَنَّهُ بَعَثَهُ النَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم that the Prophet ﷺ sent him مبلغاً, a conveyor on his behalf وداعياً and an inviter meaning to Allah and to Islam ومفقهاً and a faqih one who is knowledgeable in understanding the deen ومفتياً one who is capable of issuing religious verdicts وحاكماً إلى أهل اليمن and a ruler upon the people of Yemen and all of this came in Sahih al-Bukhari and in Sahih Muslim وَكَانَ Shaykh al-Islam now continues describing Mu'ad وَكَانَ يُشَبِّهُهُ بِإِبْرَاهِيمِ الْخَلِيلِ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ وَإِبْرَاهِيمِ إِمَامُ النَّاسِ and the Prophet ﷺ used to resemble him, liken him to Ibrahim, Al-Khalil, alayhi salam. Wa Ibrahimu, 
Imam al-Nas, where Ibrahim is the leader of mankind. وَكَانَ إِبْنُ مَسْعُودِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ And Ibn Mas'ud used to say about Mu'adh, إِنَّ مُعَاذًا كَانَ أُمَّةً إِنَّ مُعَاذًا كَانَ أُمَّةً Meaning that Mu'adh was an imam, a leader in goodness. قَانِتًا لِلَّهِ قَانِتًا لِلَّهِ Meaning in constantly in a state of obedience to Allah. Hanifan, upright, holding to Islam, who is always inclined to the truth, and who is who turns away from falsehood. Walam yakum min al-mushrikin, and he wasn't amongst the mushriks. Tashbihan lahu bi Ibrahim. Resembling him to Ibrahim alayhi salam. And that Mu'ad was an ummah, a leader. And the term ummah, when it is mentioned in the Quran, it covers four descriptions. Number one, al-imam fil khair, leader in goodness. The second, a period of time. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about Yusuf alayhi salam. وَالذَّكَرَ بَعْدَ أُمَّةٍ In Surah Yusuf, in 12.45 وَالذَّكَرَ بَعْدَ أُمَّةٍ A period of time. And the third one is الْجَمَاعَ مِنَ النَّاسِ Okay. There you go. Then the man who was released, one of the two who were in prison, in the story of uh, Yusuf السلام, now at length remembered. Now at length, بعد أمة وذكر بعد أمة. Now at length remembered. So this describes a period of time. The term أمة here in this context. And the third is a group of people. أمة could also mean a group of people, depending on the context. As in the say of Allah subhanahu wa taala, with Prophet Musa alayhi salam in Surah Al-Qasas in Surah Al-Qasas 28-23 وَجَدَ عَلَيْهِ أُمَّةً مِنَ النَّاسِ يَسْقُونَ وَجَدَ عَلَيْهِ أُمَّةً مِنَ النَّاسِ يَسْقُونَ and when they arrived at the water of Madian found their ummah, a group, a group of men watering their flocks. And the fourth meaning, the fourth meaning is, الشريعه والملة. الشريعه والملة. It means the sharia. And the deen, the religion. As in Surah Al-Zukhruf, 43 22 إنا وجدنا آباءنا على أمة إنا وجدنا آباءنا على أمة We found our fathers following a certain way in religion على أمة and we guide ourselves by their footsteps So you have four meanings for the term أمة Leader Period 
of time, group of people, and the Sharia way or religion, depending on the context. So after Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah described who is Mu'ad and his merits, then he continued. And here, before we proceed, there is a point of benefit. Remember what Abdullah bin Mas'ud spoke about the high merits of Mu'ad. He spoke about him as being an ummah and one who complies with the deen and upright on Islam. This praising of Abdullah bin Mas'ud to Mu'ad is a reflection of his fairness and his purity because Abdullah bin Mas'ud was one of the greatest or the greatest scholars amongst the Sahaba but he didn't find it belittling to himself to speak highly about the merits of Mu'ad and place him in the right position he deserved. And this was the case of all the companions. May Allah be pleased with them, the best of mankind. Then, Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah said, ثُمَّ إِنَّهُ Then after that, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, meaning the Prophet alayhi salatu wa sallam, وَصَّاهُ هَذِهِ الْوَصِيَّةِ And after, he, after that, he admonished Mu'ad, this admonition فَعُلِمَ أَنَّهَا جَامِعَةً and thus it became clear that it is a concise one and it is as such وَهِيَ كَذَلِكَ لِمَنْ عَقِلَهَا the one who comprehends it مع أنها تفسير الوصية القرآنية not to forget that it is the tafsir it is the interpretation of the admonition in the Quran the admonition in the Quran which refers to the taqwa and the good character so Mu'ad Mu'ad understood it and comprehend this wasiyah may Allah's mercy be upon him and he acted accordingly and he withheld himself from what opposes that and that's why he was adherent to a taqwa and uh, Shaykh al-Islam when he said that the admonition of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam to Mu'ad is the interpretation of the admonition that came in the Quran and what is the admonition in the Quran this refers to the one which we discussed last night and that is chapter 4 verse 131 where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَلَقَدْ وَصَّيْنَا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَإِيَّاكُمْ أَنِ اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ وَلَقَدْ وَصَّيْنَا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَإِيَّاكُمْ أَنِ اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ This is the admonition in the Quran and the saying of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم to Mu'ad and to belong here and to Allah belongs all that in the heaven and all that in the earth and verily we have recommended to the people of the scripture before you, before you and to you O Muslims that you all have taqwa, you fear Allah and keep your duty to Him. This is the admonition that came in the Quran. And we know that such an admonition came in many places in the glorious Quran. And so it came also combined with husnul khuluq, the 
correct and moral upright character and what that involves that's why if we read in Surah Al-A'raf for example in chapter 7 verse 199 to 201 contemplate this verse carefully please Show forgiveness, enjoying what is good, and turn away from the foolish, don't punish them. And if an evil whisper comes to you from shaitan, then seek refuge with Allah. Verily, he is all hearer, all knower. And verily, those who are, here we go, those who have taqwa, fear of Allah, and dutiful to him, when an evil thought comes to them from shaitan, they remember Allah, and indeed, they then see they then see what is right so here Allah said show forgiveness this verse here these verses comprises the nobility of character and commands it and this is exactly what the Prophet admonished Mu'ad and then he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ And if an evil whisper comes to you, until he said, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْ Until he said, verily those who are muttaqeen, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْ This is a description of the pious, and that they hasten to return to Allah, if they are touched by any evil whisper from shaitan, that may take them away from uprightness. And similarly, the same thing is mentioned in Surah Al-Imran, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the muttaqeen, the people of taqwa, in the same way as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam admonished Mu'ad in his admonition to him, which we went over moments ago. This is in Surah Al-Imran, in chapter 3, verse 133 135 والذين إذا فعلوا فاحشة أو ظلموا أنفسهم ذكروا الله فاستغفروا لذنوبهم ومن يغفر الذنوب إلا الله ولم يصروا على ما فعلوا وهم يعلمون قال الله تعالى here what means and march forth in the way which leads to forgiveness from your Lord and for paradise as wide as are the heavens and the earth prepared for those whom المتقين people who fear Allah and are dutiful to Him, those who stand, look at their descriptions now, those who stand in Allah's cause, in prosperity and in adversity, and who repress anger, who repress anger and who pardon men, verily Allah loves al-muhsineen, the good doers, and those who, furthermore, from their descriptions, when they have committed fahisha, 
or wrong themselves with evil. Remember Allah and ask forgiveness for their sins. And none forgive sins but Allah and don't persist in what wrong they have done while they know. You remember what the Prophet ﷺ told Mu'ad? Told him, follow the bad deed with a good one. Such that it will wipe it out. And this is the ultimate of the noble character which the Prophet ﷺ admonished Mu'ad. So here Allah ﷻ described them and those when they have committed the evil or wrong themselves with evil. Remember Allah and ask forgiveness. And they don't insist and this indicates that the muttaqeen also could err and commit wrong and commit sins sometimes, even major ones. And these are the fawahish. And they can wrong themselves with the minor sins as well. However, however, Allah described them, la yusirru, la yusirru. They don't insist on that, but rather remember. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask forgiveness and therefore they seek repentance from Allah from their wrongdoings and from their sins and at-tawbah at-tawbah hiya tarkul israf and tawbah repentance is abandoning insistence on what is wrong and here Allah said about them they remember Allah they remember his greatness and his severe punishment and his revenge and his threat concerning the sins. Imam Ibn Rajah rahimahullah, he said they remember that and this entails that they return to him instantaneously, immediately seeking forgiveness and not insisting on their wrongful doings. It is related that Abdullah bin Mas'ud mentioned هذه الآية this verse from Al-Imran 3.135 and those who when they have committed fahisha or wronged themselves with evil remember Allah and ask forgiveness for their sins and none can forgive sins but Allah and don't persist in what wrong they have done he said, هذه الآية خير لأهل الذنوب من الدنيا وما فيها. This verse is to the people who sin better than this life and what they're in. And from the verses that interpret, from the verses that comprise the meaning of the admonition, of the Prophet ﷺ to Mu'ad is those, are those in Surah Ashura, in Surah Ashura, 42, 36, 40. وَالَّذِينَ يَجْتَنِبُونَ كَبَائِرَ الْإِثْمِ وَالْفَوَاحِشَ وَإِذَا مَا غَضِبُوا هُمْ يَغْفِرُونَ وَالَّذِينَ اسْتَجَابُوا لِرَبِّهِمْ وَأَقَامُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَأَمْرُهُمْ شُورَى بَيْنَهُمْ 
ومما رزقناهم ينفقون والذين إذا أصابهم البغي هم ينتصرون وجزاء سيئة سيئة مثلها فمن عفا وأصلح فأجره على الله إنه لا يحب الظالمين So whatever you have been given is but a passing enjoyment for this worldly life but that which is with Allah which is paradise is better and more lasting for those who believe and put their trust in their Lord and those who avoid the greater sins and the fawahish and when they are angry they forgive and when they are angry they forgive and those who answer the call of their Lord believing in Tawheed and worship none but Allah and perform as-salah wa as-salah wa amruhum shura baynahum and who conduct their affairs by mutual by mutual consultation and who spend of what they have bestowed on them والذين إذا أصابهم البغي هم ينتصرون and those when an oppressive wrong is done to them they take revenge وجزاء سيئة and the recompense for an evil is an evil like thereof but whoever forgives and makes reconciliation but whoever forgives and makes reconciliation his reward is due from Allah verily he likes not the wrong doers Imam Ibn Rajab mentioned in his book Jami' al-Ulum wal-Hikam commenting on this verse he said rahimahullah fahadhihi al-ayat these verses tatadammanu comprises jami'a ma dhakarahu an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi wasiyyatihi li-Mu'ad comprises all that which the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in his admonition to Mu'ad it comprised the basics of the qualities of taqwa by executing what is commanded and abstention from the unlawful and treating people with goodness and forgiveness and all this entails that if they commit any of the sins from those which are not the major ones then the taqwa, the level of taqwa they have is suffice to be an expiation for their sins and this will be further explained then now Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah continued as to when he mentioned that this admonition of the Prophet ﷺ to Mu'ad is a concise one then he said أَمَّا بَيَانُ جَمْعِهَا as to it being concise فَلِأَنَّ الْعَبْدَ عَلَيْهِ حَقَّانِ it is because the bondsman concerning the bondsman there are two rights upon it one the right of Allah and the other the right of the other people and that the right upon him sometimes concerning these, his, these rights upon him he may err concerning these rights 
either by way of abandoning something he is commanded to do or doing something forbidden for him to do and this is because in his executing this right upon him he may fall into errors exemplified in abandoning what is commanded or doing what is prohibited because all the children of Adam commit sins and the rest of them are those who turn in repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the Prophet stated in the hadith reported by At-Tirmidhi and as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the hadith Al-Qudsi Ya ibadi innakum tukhti'una bil-layli wal-nahar O my slaves you commit sins during the day of the night وَنَا أَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا and I forgive all sins فَاسْتَغْفِرُونِي أَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ so seek forgiveness from me and I forgive you and this hadith is in Sahih Muslim so he may err by abandoning some of that which he may be commanded whether it is obligatory or recommended or doing that which is forbidden for him to do whether by way of being forbidden unlawful or disliked so now Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah continues and he said فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said اِتَّقِ اللَّهَ حَيْثُ مَا كُنْتْ and fear Allah have taqwa of Allah fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be dutiful to him wherever you may be وَهَذِهِ كَلِمَةٌ جَامِعَةٌ he said and this is a concise statement so this really is what taqwa entails that wherever you may be and whatever condition you may be in any time, any place fear Allah in your hearing in your sight, in your hands in your feet and and in your wealth in your trade, in your shops, in your houses, with your parents, in your secrecy, and in your manifested life. And that he said, when he said that this is kalimatun jami'ah, this is a concise statement, because it really comprises all the qualities and traits of good. And there is no admonition more precise and this one and in his saying Shaykh al-Islam now continues and in the Prophet's saying حيث ما كنت wherever you may be تحقيق لحاجته إلى التقوى في السر والعلمية this denotes his need to taqwa in secrecy and in openness because man this is so because each one has a condition an open one and a secret one and those who attain this station of taqwa 
always or more often are from al-muhsineen, the good doers, those who worship Allah as if they see Him. So, taqwa, openly and inwardly, is a sign of perfected iman, is a sign of perfected iman. And it has a profound influence in that it draws the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the one who is in such a state. Not only that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throws in the hearts of the believers love for this person. So whoever conceals an evil matter, Allah will make him adorn its garment openly. And whoever also conceals the good, Allah will make him adorn its garment openly. So it goes both ways. Allah will bring it to the open. Good or bad. Abu Darda, may Allah be pleased with him, said, لِيَتَّقِي أَحَدَكُمْ أَنْ تَلْعَنَهُ قُلُوبُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ One of you, every one of you, should fear the believers cursing him in their hearts while he feels that not how he said يَخْلُو بِمَعَاصِ اللَّهِ فَيُلْقِ اللَّهُ لَهُ الْبُغْضِ فِي قُلُوبِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ when he is alone he goes and commits the sins which Allah forbade so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throws in the hearts, throws enmity towards him in the hearts of the believing, in the hearts of the believers. Ibn Jawzi rahimahullah said in his book, Sayyid al-Khatir, I examined the evidences concerning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being the truth and I found them more than the grains of sand. And from the most amazing amongst them is that man may conceal that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not pleased with. And then Allah makes it manifest upon him even after a while. And makes the tongues mention it even though people may not see him the one who is concealing that similarly man may conceal obedience and it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it manifest upon him and people mention it and even more to the degree that they don't even know that he may have even a sin 
and they wouldn't mention him except with goodness. So that man knows that he has a Lord who forgets nothing. And he, rahimahullah, said, seclusion has effects which become manifested. How many amongst the believers are those who are mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they are secluded? So they abandon that which their desire may seek, fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or anticipating His reward, or magnifying Him. Through this action, He will be like He had, as if He had dropped an Indian fragment wig, twig rather, on some fire and its fragments, fragments diffuses and the people breathe it while they don't know where he is. And the more the believer is striving in this, opposing his lowly desire, his taqwa increases, and his love, being loved by the people, increases. The more he repels these drives, then the fragments increases and intensifies. You will see the people magnifying this person, and their tongues praising him. Similarly, these good fragments may extend till after death in accordance with his degree of striving. And so, some of them will be mentioned for a while and then forgotten. And some may be mentioned for hundred years then nothing remains. No mention, not even his grave, would be known. And from them are noble ones, whose remembrance continues forever. And the other opposite is those who fear creation and who don't respect and honor their seclusion with Allah so the more open in their sins and depending on the extent of these sins the fragments of dislike and enmity arouse and people will hate him. We will stop here and we'll take a short break and we continue the same subject inshallah ta'ala discussing the concise admonition by Shaykh Islam in Taymiyyah rahimahullah.
الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم